The experts that best communicate their culture and their vision to their potential clients are those entrepreneurs that we remember. I'm Shelby Jo Long with the Expertise Podcast, and here we explore the stories of those entrepreneurs to inspire you to think about how you can monetize your expertise. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Shelby Jo Long. I'm Senior Vice President of the Strategic Advisor Board and CEO of Rogue Publishing Partners. And I'm very excited today on the podcast to introduce one of the publishing partners within Rogue Publishing. And her name is Danielle Perlin Good, and she is the sole aligned ghostwriter. Very excited to get into her business and her brand and to discover what opportunities she has for you as potential writers and for C-suite executives. So Danielle, welcome to the podcast today. I'm excited that you're here. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Can you start by telling us a little bit about the Soul Aligned Ghostwriter and your comprehensive overview of your business? Absolutely. I would love to. So uh, in general, I am... I have several facets of my business, but the main one is ghostwriting for C-suite level executives. I mainly work with females and I work with females who do not have the time or the energy to learn how to write a book themselves, nor do they want to spend the time writing themselves. They are a lot of times more productive as speakers and want to share their information orally. And that's how we have uh, the interview process with most of my clients. And another facet to my business is book coaching and editing, where somebody does want to spend some of their time and resources on writing the book themselves, but they don't really know the exact way to structure the book. And they also need a developmental editor to go through the book with them as they're writing the book. So you're kind of the comprehensive one-stop shop for executives that want to get their message to a larger audience. I think that's Yep, absolutely. That's in a nutshell. I love it, Shelby. That's exactly what it is. I'm going to steal that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the messaging piece of what I do. It's, uh, you know, having gone through the process of, I'm just, as I just shared with you, I'm publishing my book here in the next month. And it is a lengthy process. And it's, uh, it's something that I was not prepared for. And the writing that I had been trained in, in academia, I'm a communication studies professor is a completely different kind of writing than this nonfiction leadership type of book. And I think that it's such a tremendous resource to have a coach and to have somebody that does that writing. So can you talk a little bit about uh, how you got into this line of work and why you focused in this, you know, on this particular target audience? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to. So for my entire life, I've been a writer and an editor. I wanted to be an author in second grade, actually wanted to be either an author or a veterinarian because I love animals. That's (laughs) another conversation. (laughs) And uh, throughout my life, I have developed different types of writing and editing skills. And a few years ago, 
I uh, was on the mark. I worked at a, at a publishing company on the marketing side. And before that I had dabbled in uh, lots of different types of freelance journalism. I actually majored in journalism in college back in the day. And um, I, my goal was to be a journalist. And uh, what I did from, from there was really try to understand the marketplace. And as we all know, journalism has changed drastically in the last 10 to 15 years in terms of the content, in terms of how we absorb content. And I recognized and realized that one of the ways that people were really absorbing and utilizing content was really through books and book sales and their audiobooks, their eBooks. There's so many different ways of publishing and the publishing industry has since changed. Amazon has changed the entire landscape of the publishing industry in terms of uh, what somebody is able to put out now um, in their own voice. And it's really, truly amazing that anybody, and I joke all the time that my son can write his name on a piece of paper and we can upload it to KDP today and he can be a published author. Uh, will that be the best, best way of having him be a published author? Probably not. And I wouldn't advise that, but anybody who wants to now has that accessibility and ability but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the time or the energy or the resources to want to do that, right? So now we have all of this content, all of this information these days, and we're able to really hone in on what's important to us and how we want to spend our time and our resources, right? So that includes time, energy, money, uh, the ability to you know, to stay home with our kids, the ability to work, all different types of, of resources, right? And that's a whole other conversation as well. But in terms of what we're talking about today, the idea that the C-suite level executives, they don't want to spend the time writing their story and they don't have the time to learn the craft of writing a book right? They could if they wanted to, they're very intelligent individuals, but they don't necessarily want to be able to do that. So now we're at a, a point where a very powerful female executive, right, can choose to hire somebody like me, a ghostwriter or a book coach, and really get their message out. And the other reason I focused on this particular target audience is because there are significantly more uh, female CEOs and in C-suite leadership positions than there ever were because women now have that ability to play in the C-suite um, executive leadership circles. And we didn't have this ability 20 years ago nearly as, as often and as much. And as a result, there aren't as many best-selling books on those bestseller lists on the New York Times, even on, on Amazon in different categories. There are still more white men who have bestsellers than female C-suite executives. And one of my goals is to be able to produce more books by female executives so that we can be in that marketplace as well admirable goal for sure that's a that's a it is very interesting because it is a new newer kind of issue or something that we're discovering in in leadership just in general so it's important to get those to get the get that message heard so that's yeah 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was even looking the other day, Shelby, at I'm, I'm writing a, a couple different leadership books right now for C-suite executives. And I was looking up some statistics and some other things. And um, this is kind of funny and a little off topic, but there's a short uh, skit from Inside Amy Schumer, where there are three panelists and they're all female and there's a male who's asking them questions. And it's about how often females say, I'm sorry. And it's, it's, it's a joke and it's a joke. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. And what's really interesting to me with that is it's not only the saying, I'm sorry, it's that um, men are more likely to raise their hands, right. In a boardroom, they're more likely to voice their opinions and ideas and women where we tend to be uh, more timid, not all the time, of course, and that's more of a generalization, but in terms of what the statistics do say, uh, we're not at that level yet. And in order to get there, we really want to make sure that, you know, our ideas matter, right. And voicing those ideas and incorporating our ideas. And that's, part of why I have this focus and this mentality of, yeah, I, and not to say I won't work with men because I have worked with men in the past, but um, if we look at those stats, we do want to get more women involved in sharing their ideas too. It definitely, I don't know, I could see how your journalism background definitely creeps into that too, that that's a, that's, that's a problem or something, it's not a problem, but it's something to, to make more evident for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I'm so glad you you brought that up because I do feel like ghostwriting is really a perfect blend of my background in publishing, marketing, and journalism. And from there, I'm really able to ask, uh, when I first meet somebody, I ask a few questions. I say, you know, if you walked into a bookstore, where would your book be on a shelf? Like that's something I want the audience here to think about. Like, where would it be if you walk into a Barnes and Noble, if you walk into an indie store, or if you're searching online, what categories, right? Because we want to look to see what else is in the marketplace and how will my ideas work well with it within this, this category within this marketplace. And then I also ask about target audience. I say, who's your target audience? And a lot of times people say, oh, anybody can read my book. But the problem is when we say anybody can read the book, that means we're not really talking to anyone in particular, right? And that's like one of the number rule, number one rules of marketing, right? If you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one, right? right. And, and we want to make sure that that's, not that's something that we want to avoid in, in the work together. And I like to incorporate that marketing piece and actually the beginning of the process so that we know how the information is going to lay out for that target audience, right? That's really important. Um, and then we also talk about the main goals. So what are the goals of the book? If somebody comes to me and says, I want to make a million dollars from publishing this book, but they don't have any marketing. They don't have a brand. They don't have any social media presence. They don't have emails. They don't have, nobody knows their name. Then I say, you know what? Best of luck to you. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously we would have a longer conversation, but I think that it's, I, I think people, you know, even what you said about publishing, but people don't realize the amount of time and energy I think that it takes to not only write the book, but also be able to successfully publish it. And what, 
what that means in terms of marketing. I mean, we're no longer at a point where you can be a nobody and be successful, unfortunately, in terms of a monetary gain, right, in, in publishing a book. But as we've talked about even before this podcast, right, that a lot of people do publish books. And I'm sure you're doing this as well to have people know who you are, have that credibility factor, and also be able to go to your website and buy the courses that you offer to have services that you offer to do that, you know, when I want a group coaching or whatever it is that mm -hmm. you offer. And for that to be kind of a stepping stone for the book to be a stepping stone that is right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that just gets to my next question. So many of the ideas that you're talking about have, has everything to do with your brand. And you even said that it's, it's who, who you're serving. You don't serve everybody. You serve, you serve a certain audience and you help solve a problem or enlighten them about something. And that's, is not everybody. And that's okay. You shouldn't be writing for everybody. And just everything talked about when you go to Barnes and Noble, where do you see yourself and how do you differentiate yourself from that competition? So many of those ideas are in the brand space too. And what I do in particular, I mean, online courses and programs are a dime a dozen, right? So you have to use your story and use that, use that credible piece, a book, use that program, whatever that is to differentiate yourself from the competition and to build a business out of it. So there's a, a very intricate infrastructure to that. So I think that's a really Absolutely. important goal. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, you know, I think it's really important to have that why, like why that why statement in the beginning, because if you don't have that why statement, and this is something that I have found often with clients if you can't come back to like that index card or that post-it that has that one sentence on that, you know why you're doing this, then it, it becomes kind of mute, right? Like there's no reason then. And, and then you can't get yourself to get to that mindset of being able to, to do that. And one of the things that I did um, last year now was I actually got certified in quantum energy healing. Uh, to help my clients really move through their stories. And I joke all the time, I have clients who, all of my clients have cried with me at least once on Zoom. And I just bring that out of people apparently. And it's really important to recognize like how their stories have shaped not only themselves, but how their stories can help shape other lives too, right? And really think to yourself, and one of my, one of the questions, I ask myself this too, all the time, why not me, right? You always ask yourself that is like, why, why can't you be the next person who has this idea in the marketplace? And, you know, I like talking about ideas too, because people say, oh, somebody else is going to steal my idea. Well, guess what? There are only a certain amount of ideas in the world, right? But you have a unique take on that idea. And that's what I like to, to harp on and tell people because yeah, we all have the same ideas. Like we just talked about before this podcast, like, yeah, of course we have, you know, oh, somebody has a book that they want to publish or somebody has an idea about leadership, right? Well, guess what? The books that I'm writing, um, for example, they're in the same space, but they're so different. And the people are, my clients are very, very different and have different mentalities. And they're very specific about leadership. 
right? I mean, take, for example, I have the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen R. Covey right here. Right? That's like a very, I love that. I love this book. It's so fascinating, but there's so many different takes on everything that he says in the book, right? He has all of these ideas, right? And then you could really write another book about every idea that he has if you have a different take on that idea. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, there's so much opportunity for information and so much opportunity for, to make an impact with your own perspective on those things. That's, yeah. you, you help provide that for. Can you, can you talk a little bit about, before we get to the details that you have, your, where we find you and all that, can you talk a little bit about what you've seen a book do for a woman in the C-suite position or to contribute mm. to the conversation about leadership? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of one of the things I would recommend is especially for those who want to become speakers or those who do have um, have other facets of their business or want other facets of their business. So I have clients who um, ha- have had a very successful business and they have not had a book yet and they want to have a book to increase visibility for their current okay. business. And then I have other clients who say, I want to write um, a memoir, uh, for themselves really. And it has nothing to do with their specific business. And, you know, that's why going back to like that, one of those initial questions of what is your goal is so important because if somebody comes to me and says, I want to write a memoir and I don't ask what their goal is. We don't know if that memoir, and this, this is a true story of different clients who have said, one of them has, has said to me, I want this to be a catalyst for a speaking career. Uh, I've had other people say, I had a really traumatic few years and I'm making a lot of money now. And I really want a memoir written about my experiences, but I just don't have the time or energy to want to do it myself. And um, I think in terms of that point in the beginning, that main goal Um, that's where we really have that conversation about what can the book do for you, right? So in terms of what I've seen, well, they can get more media, you can get more media appearances. It uh, obviously establishes a huge credibility, right? And um, especially if you have that bestseller status, right? And there are lots of different ways to either self-publish, hybrid, traditional, there are lots of different <laughs> different ways and uh, modalities. And that's another conversation that I do have towards the beginning of the process as well, because I do have clients who say, I want to work with you for a couple of years and I want to do the ghostwriting and I want you to do agent querying and I want to get, get an agent and I want to shop the big five publishers. Right. And I have other clients who say, you know, I'd like to start off kind of slow and then possibly self-publish and come up with a marketing plan later on. Right. But in terms of that end goal, that's why it's so important in the beginning to really have those discussions. And I can't, I, I wish I could answer your question with um, more specifics, but I can't say like a lot more because I do have NDAs with all my clients. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but it does provide you that credibility, gives a chance to tell your story, and then also kind of situates you in the marketplace is yes. what I see that doing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Mm-hmm. 
now. Well, Danielle, that is just what an amazing snapshot of your business. Can you tell the audience where we can find you and where we can find some of your, some of the work that you've done? Absolutely. So I have my website is the, one of the best places to connect with me. And that's danielleperlingood.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn. And from my website, you can connect with me on Instagram, on LinkedIn. I do have my Twitter up, but it is not as prominent as my LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> Um, and th those are really the best places. Uh, I do love getting on coffee chats. If somebody is interested in learning more about the services, interested in just chatting to see if we would be a good fit. It's a no pressure situation. Usually we meet for about 20 or 30 minutes via Zoom. And I like calling it a coffee chat because that's what it is. Because meet for coffee, we get to know each other. And this is a, this is not a, an arrangement that is, uh, is short-lived, right? This is an arrangement where we develop that trust, that compatibility. I really need to deeply know my clients on like a cellular level in order to understand their tone of voice, how they want to come across their personality. And it's very important to me that we start off on that right foot. And that coffee chat link is also on my website. So I would welcome you to book there. Well, well that's uh, your website is going to be included in the description. So people have easy access to it and all that. Uh, gosh, it was great to learn about your business and to learn about what a book can do for a business. And I'm very excited about our future interactions. I know there's going to be quite a few. So there was a, it was great to get to know you and to let our audience get to know you and what you offer and what, what a book can do for your business. So I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me, Shelby. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you again. I think the discussion with you, Danielle, was a perfect example of how a brand and a focused target audience can really help develop the business that you want to develop. And that's what we talk about on this podcast is brand, audience, how you develop that business that you want for your life. And you have done that. And I, I thank you for telling your story and telling us about what you offer. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks again. And I hope you tune in next time to the next, when we talk to another CEO who has developed a business out of their brand and help their clients achieve their dreams. Talk to you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Expertise Podcast and hope you're inspired to think about how to further monetize the expertise and the processes that you have in your own business. See you next time.